Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Starting tomorrow, I'm going to be releasing some bonus, some short, sweet bonus episodes daily for a little while. I'm just going to try it because I want to, and I love it. Um, so be looking for those. You will probably see my podcast at the top of your podcast subscription feed because I will be having a bunch of new, again, shorter, but, um, little nuggets of episodes coming out. I am celebrating my 31st birthday tomorrow. I actually had to look up and I'm like, am I 32 or 31? I had to literally stop and look up the year. (laughs) So I'm turning 31 tomorrow. And, uh, this episode, I wanted to give a gift both to my, uh, well, I wanted to say thank you to my past self. And I also wanted to share some things with any of all of you, um, that I've learned, uh, in this last year of my life in my motherhood, my spirituality and my business. The first thing I wanted to share that feels like such a treat. And I actually mentioned it on my Instagram stories. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, if you found me first through the podcast and you do Instagram, I'm at Lizzie Langston, L-A-N-G-S-T-O-N and Lizzie is L-I-Z-Z-I-E. So at Lizzie Langston on Instagram, I'm on there regularly. But one thing I shared is literally anything is possible for us. We have never lived in a time where more resources have been at our fingertips. And actually it's not even just the resources. Your human brain is a creating machine. Your human brain creates And there are ways to use your brain, which is what coaching teaches you these techniques. And I think there's other avenues out there that kind of touch on them and teach them. I just love the way coaching delivers them. I just found it so quick and effective and easy to understand. It's not full of fancy schmancy or woo woo jargon. It's just like straightforward. I love it. But there are ways to use your human brain to help it create what you want. The human brain creates. There was a time about 18 months ago when I had just gotten out of postpartum depression. And uh, sorry, forgive me. My emotions are close to the surface today. It's, it's just, you'll see why in a minute, but 18 months ago, I had no clients. I was a brand new coach. I was so grateful to have found coaching to heal myself from my postpartum depression, which to me was literally a miracle. And to this day, I know that God led me to coaching when I asked him to help me heal. It was what I needed. And so I had found that gift and I had done it as, you know, I was still healing in some ways, but I was coherent enough and like with it enough and back in my own mind and body enough to want to create a business helping other women do this. I just knew it. And actually that was a spiritual experience that I received when I was in the pits of despair, 
with my depression is like, I did feel that I would help other women. And I promised God that I would, as he helped me. And that's, um, like literally that day I found coaching. So anyway, that's a whole nother story, but I remember I was investing money to have my kids watched a few days a week so that I could work on my business. I was making no money. So this, my past self was sold on me now. I was sold on the idea of having a full client schedule that I could do that and helping women and really helping women a lot. And I just had this, this vision that I could, and that's all I actually needed. So that's the first point I want to teach you is that all you need, no matter what you want to do and feel and create in your life is a vision, whether that is your motherhood being a different way than it is now, or your marriage, or you want to start a business or, um, whatever, a blog, like who, whatever it is, or just like having another baby and, and you want a cer- your experience to be a certain way. It all starts with a vision, closing your eyes and asking your brain for what's possible and what it would like, and your heart, what you really want. This isn't just like a woo woo fanciful thing that people make fun of. Like you're literally your brain creates And I've been feeling this this week as I have days where I literally coach clients all day long, minus like going to the bathroom or like a lunch break, you know, and that is the dream that I first had the vision of. And I've, I've then created it. You, we can all do this no matter what it is that you want to do. So that's point. Number one is literally anything is possible. The second thing I've learned is that motherhood is flexible and motherhood is kind of like a shoe that you fit on your foot. So the foot in this analogy is your humanness and you and your personality as an individual, not as a mom and motherhood can fit on you and around you for who you are. It doesn't have to be like a box that you try to fit yourself in or a certain shoe. that's a certain size. that looks a certain way that everybody puts on when they're a mom. Motherhood is flexible and it, it, it can fit well and it can do the job and support your foot, right? Your humanness. And it can raise your children in so many different ways. Motherhood is actually a circumstance what creates motherhood for each individual and each one of us is our thoughts about it and our thoughts that we have in our motherhood and about our kids and about ourselves and about our husband and about our house. And so it's extremely personal. And as I ceased to put what I perceived to be the shoe of motherhood on, and I actually like almost shopped around for my own shoe. Like I really gave myself the liberty and the breathing space to be like, okay, what do I need as an individual? What's going to fit me? And does that still make sure my kids are being raised the way I want them to? And, and asking yourself those two questions, the possibilities there are endless. So many times, so many times, especially women who are members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, who are so devoted to being a mom and their savior, we get confused when we are so devoted and ready to just throw our all into motherhood. We forget that we are each designed individually and uniquely and the footprint, no pun intended, right? But this analogy is going deeper. (laughs) It's taking on a form of its own, (laughs) but the footprint that we leave as moms and that we make as women in our families 
I want to give you permission as I gave myself permission to really play with the idea that it truly can look however you want it to, and you can still have the support of the Lord and of friends and family without it looking like maybe something that you think it should, the shoulds, right? It should look like there might be people as you make that decision that are afraid because they don't know that they can give themselves permission and they might criticize you and they might, um, tell you that what you're doing is unrighteous and even use religion as a, a way to tell, you know, to judge you, but not so. And if you ever just get confused about this, remember these two things, personal revelation trumps all and the family, a proclamation to the world, which for those who might not be members of my church, the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, um, the family proclamation to the world is a document that our church leaders, and I want to offer like the prophet for the entire world has created as a guidepost for people who have families. And even for those who don't to remind us of what God thinks about marriage and the family. And then it, this document delineate, delineates, um, what your, what our roles are in the family as God has intended them. And the one thing it says about motherhood is that or women in the family is that our primary role is the nurture of our children. I think a lot of times within the church, we take that to mean that that's all we should be doing. We're not allowed to do anything else, but it does not say that. Okay. It just says, make that role primary and make sure that whatever your motherhood looks like, that that's getting done because it's your primary role in the family. It does not restrict or limit us in any capacity as women. Not at all, not within the home, not without the home. And anyone that wants to say otherwise, I want to offer like that could be Satan. That literally could be fear talking and trying to keep women small and restricted and, and frankly, just cut off from themselves and from the things that could potentially bring them joy and could potentially help them make an even further contribution to their world and then back into their motherhood. The third point I wanted to offer is that it is my experience that, um, when you, as women, when we actually do the work of figuring out what we need as an individual, it actually contributes back into our motherhood tenfold. So let me give you an example of this. When I actually spent some of our family resources on myself to get coaching, and then I invested in like a a program to learn how to do my business, right? I could have looked at this and said, this was taking away from my family, but what actually happened is I was taking care of myself as a co-operator of my family. And when I did that, I was actually reinvesting everything that I gained from those investments was actually going back into my family. So you can only almost think of it as a motherhood bank account. Okay. And as you put money into you, you deposit into yourself. It inevitably to some extent, whether all of it goes back in or part of it goes back in, goes back into the family. And I want to offer that it actually grows. So with every $10 you put into you, $100 goes back into your family with every $5,000 you spend on yourself, 
right? $50,000 of value, not necessarily cash money, but value. The value flows inextricably. The value flows when it comes, when you put money into you, what you put out is tenfold. Again, whether that comes out in the form of value or just more quality time with your kids or making wiser, more spiritually informed decisions on the books you're buying them or the shows that you're watching, inherently you are a multiplicator. I'm going to say that's a word. (laughs) You multiply value. You can't help it. You are an abundant creature. And the closer you draw to Jesus Christ, the more you multiply the investments that you make in yourself. And then I guess the last little tidbit I want to leave with you is that fear is breeded from scarcity, is bred from scarcity. So when we have fear, we are afraid that there's not enough. We're afraid that we are not enough. There's always some bit of scarcity tied into fear. So scarcity says, I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. I can't have what I need. I don't have what I need. I won't have what I need. That's scarcity and abundance, which is actually what Jesus Christ is the source of. My belief is that he's the source of. In John, in the Bible, John chapter 10, verse 10, it said, it says that, um, I don't know, like I might butcher it, but it says Christ came that man might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. It is my legacy inside the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and among women. It is my legacy to show what's possible as a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints through personal revelation, what's possible as far as creating and having access to the abundance that Jesus Christ is and that he extends to every single person on this earth. I, my hope going into the next few years is that I continue to hone my ability to create abundance, co-create it with him, with my savior, Jesus Christ, and to also continue growing my capacity to receive it. It's not all hunky-dory when you start making a lot of money and having a lot of whatever it is that you want. Maybe your motherhood is extremely more amazing than you could ever imagine because you've worked with a coach to get it to that point. There are moments when there's all that abundance where you feel inadequate to have it. And it checks your self-concept and it feels like almost deceiving or something because we are continually opening our eyes and remembering who we really are. And sometimes when we have so much wonderful things, like just like when we walk through the pearly gates in heaven, we're going to belong there when we do the work to do so. And we might also struggle to receive the amazing magnitude of what God offers us. And I, I see that, I see that possibility because every kind of new level I create of plenty and abundance in my motherhood. Like last night I was playing with my kids and I just had a moment where it was everything that I didn't know how to create two years ago that I wanted. All you need is just to want it and to believe that you can have it. That's it. The universe and God literally will bring you the rest. And the more you believe you can have it, the more you want it, the more it comes. And so I had this moment 
where I was playing with my kids and it wasn't what we were doing or where we were or the time of day that struck home with me. It was the feeling, the feeling of pure love and enjoyment and presence and abundance. This isn't unique to me. All of you are experiencing this, but I realized in that moment that I created it on purpose from not having it to having it. And I truly want to testify that Jesus Christ is the source of everything you want that you don't have. And as you draw closer to him, you will have the ability to become. He is the source of abundance. Abundance is the source that changes us. Faith in Jesus Christ opens you up to receiving his abundance. And the closer you are to him, the more you grow this capacity to experience and have abundance flowing through you. And then you share it with others and then you create things in the world and then it comes back to you even stronger. And as you go create, now you have more and then you have to learn how to receive more. And as you learn to receive more, you just want to share it and then you give it and you create more stuff in the world and then it comes back to you. This is what I want to do for eternity in my business, in my motherhood, my work with women, I will do it. Nothing, nothing, nothing can stop it. There's that verse in, I'm going to read it. Hold on. All right. I looked it up. This quote is from the prophet Joseph Smith when he was, um, when God had called him to restore the church of Jesus Christ in the latter days. And so it says the standard of truth has been erected. And I want you to realize that anything that's happening in God's world, like with restoring the church of Jesus Christ or anything I read here, I want you to imagine it happening in your own body and mind, right? Because we have given ourselves to Jesus Christ. We've taken his name upon us through baptism. It says the standard of truth has been erected. No unhallowed hand can stop the work from progressing. Persecutions may rage. Mobs may combine. Armies may assemble calumny made a fame, but the truth of God will go forth nobly, boldly, and independent till it has penetrated every continent, visited every clime, swept every country, and sounded in every ear till the purposes of God shall be accomplished and the great Jehovah shall say the work is done. You and we as women will go forth nobly, boldly, and independent. I will go forth nobly, boldly, and independent till we have gotten our work done, until the Savior says it's time to be done. Whether that is within our motherhood, I think it is in our motherhood, and it's also whatever else you feel called to do. If there is anything else, all of it, you have my support, you have the support of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ, and of their mouthpieces on earth today, President Nelson, the prophet and his apostles, like you have everything you need. Now is the time for women to step forth. I want to offer one other quote. So I'm going to read a couple things. The first is from President Spencer W. Kimball, who was a prophet in the 70s, 1970s before he passed. And he made a prophecy about the impact that covenant keeping women would have on the future of the Lord's church. He prophesied, 
Much of the major growth that is coming to the church in the last days will come because many of the good women of the world will be drawn to the church in large numbers. This will happen to the degree that the women of the church reflect righteousness and articulateness in their lives and to the degree that women of the church are seen as distinct and different in happy ways. Okay, so this was given, this quote, this prophecy was reminded to, we were reminded of this prophecy by President Nelson, our current prophet, and he added to it. He said, you are the women that President Kimball foresaw. Now is the time. President Packer, going back to him, he said, we need women who are, oh, this is, yeah, President Packer, another an apostle that we have. It says, we need women who are organized and women who can organize. We need women with executive ability who can plan and direct and administer, women who can teach, women who can speak out. Now, as I'm reading this, right, if you are feeling like totally just off kilter postpartum, I just want to offer you that it doesn't matter. The calling is the same and there's no rush and it doesn't matter that you're struggling. You're not failing in any way. And, and this is, by the way, I'm not speaking just to women who are in members of my church. So I know I, I quote a lot. I have a passion for the work within the gospel and religious context, but I'm speaking to everybody here. No matter where you are, I want you to really try on the idea that how you feel right now and the um, shortcomings or the same old stuff that keeps tripping you up and the behaviors in yourself that you're seeing that you just don't like and you're judging yourself for all of that it doesn't matter like the abundance of Jesus Christ can swallow it up and through the tools of coaching what I want to help you do is see how you can be the same you don't like you can not be the same in 3 months from today with these tools right so you can actually create your own future and coaching isn't something that um anybody needs by any like we I don't want you to foster this idea of dependence but if you choose it it will ex- exponentially you know, it will just give you, it will help you feel like you actually can control, like you're in the driver's seat that you can, you can determine how fast you want to get somewhere, right? Just like if you were pressing on a gas pedal, you get determined the speed and you get determined exactly when you turn, you will just feel more, um, empowered and in control of your emotions. It really is a deep emotional work and your thoughts, like they go hand in hand, your thoughts, create your emotions. Um, and so I teach mental awareness and also what to do with those emotions that might have you tripped up postpartum. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
Okay, so President Nelson adds, he said, today, let me add that we need women who know how to make important things happen by their faith and who are courageous defenders of morality and families in a sin-sick world. We need women who are devoted to shepherding God's children along the covenant path towards exaltation, meeting God again, living in his presence. Women who know how to receive personal revelation, who understand the power and peace of the temple. Women who know how to call upon the powers of heaven to protect and strengthen children and families and women who teach fearlessly. Um, so the breadth and scope of our influence is, is needed right now. He says, "What this is President Nelson, whatever you're calling, whatever your circumstances, we need your impressions, your insights, your inspiration. We need you to speak up and speak out. We need each married sister to speak as a contributing and full partner, right? So my interpretation of that is to stop telling ourselves that the money in our family is our husband's, to stop tiptoeing around our husband's and making decisions from a place of like, am I going to be a bother to him? Is he going to be upset about that? You are a contributing and a full partner to stop thinking that we don't have permission to maybe do something outside the home. If we really love it, you are contributing and full partner. He continues as you unite with your husband in governing your family. Um, you sisters possess distinctive capabilities and special intuition you have received as gifts from God. And we brethren, the men cannot duplicate our unique influence. The culminating act of all creation was the creation of women. This is what our prophet was saying. And we need your strength. Nothing is more crucial to your eternal life than your own conversion. All right. I'm just kind of skimming here. Um, yes, I plead with my sisters of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I want to offer, extend this invitation to all women to step forward, take your rightful and needful place in your home, in your community, and in the kingdom of God, in the world. I'm adding that more than you ever have before is what he says. He says, take your rightful and needful place in your home and in your, in the community, in the kingdom of God, more than you ever have before. These are his words. He says, I plead with you to fulfill president King Kimball's process, uh, prophecy. He doesn't say now's the time. He's like, I, I ask you, he's like, I plead with you do what I'm adding this right now. Do whatever is necessary. Invest in yourselves. If it needs be, if you like to have your action match the fire that you feel, don't let anything get in the way and stop you. I plead with you, he says, to fulfill President Kimball's prophecy. And he says, I promise you in the name of Jesus Christ that as you do so, the Holy Ghost will magnify your influence in an unprecedented way. So that is what has been my experience. I have made a deliberate effort in my life these past two years to put my ear to the ground, spiritually speaking, and really ask God what my work is in this world and in my home and he has directed me. And I, I want to offer, it's not always like, doesn't always feel awesome. Okay. So like when I invested in my business, cause I felt called to help women, it didn't feel awesome sometimes. And sometimes I was like, am I crazy? Like I'm being so grumpy to my kids today. Cause I'm so focused on my business. And there were times where I was like, am I doing something wrong? Should I just put this all to the side? But then there were other times where um, I started seeing my business churning and, you know, success there. And I also started seeing myself being kinder than ever to my children. And so whatever he asks you to do, I want you to trust him, the Lord, the, our savior. I want you to know that whatever the spirit is prompting you to do, it is for your benefit and it won't take away from your family and your children. And it will give back. He wouldn't be asking you to do it if that was the case. And truly you can, whatever's important to you now, 
is only going to magnify as you do more and make more money or contribute more directly, whatever it is like those, the good desires in you are only going to grow. Okay. So making more money and, um, having a bigger presence and playing bigger in the world doesn't actually diminish your spirituality. That's the myth. It's a myth. I thought that forever. It keeps us like saying no to the ideas that come to us and putting them off and putting them off. But what if you believed that the things you feel called to do mama are, are actually going to contribute more fully and there's going to be more abundance for everyone. So scarcity says, pull back. Scarcity says, don't do it. Scarcity says you might not be enough. You might do it wrong. You, there might not be enough of you for your family. There might, you might not make enough money. That's scarcity. That's fear that is. And so step closer to the savior, tap into his abundance, ask him to teach you about the force of abundance that flows through him that he can share with you. And it is my belief that the kingdom of God needs sisters to do this now all of us, not even just in my church. I don't care what your religion is. Okay. I know all, many of the women here are, um, either seeking to be more spiritual and, and are spiritual and whatever your spirituality looks like. I don't care. It doesn't matter. God needs all of us. He doesn't care either. That's what I want to offer. So get busy wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whatever you place you may be in. This is what I've been trying to do this last year. And this last two weeks, my friends, it's just hit me like, I've done it. I've been doing it and I've done it and there's more to do, but I've literally successfully created what I set out to do. And I can't wait for the next year, the next chapters and my gift to you. First, I want to say thank you to my past self and also to you guys. I, um, I want to offer, I commend you for all that you already are doing. Okay. I don't want you to, I want, I don't want there to be like this feeling that like you're not doing anything. Of course you are. And I, I, I'm so, I love this place that I have in my business because I get to actually just witness it and meet you guys and see all that you're doing. And I, I commend you and I want to link arms with you and together let's all make this next year, um, deliberate and whatever we need, we haven't been doing, but we felt like we need to be doing. This is your invitation to do it. I love you guys. Happy birthday to me tomorrow. I want this episode to be my gift to you and my gift to myself. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Take care. Hey, Lizzie here. I've helped dozens of postpartum moms just like you to manage their postpartum anxiety and deconstruct their postpartum depression. It's really easy for me. So if you're ready to feel better, I know the way. Let's chat on the phone. Set up a time by going to lizzielangston.com forward slash consult. It's pretty simple and I will be calling you soon.